This is the Grind, Sell, and Elevate podcast by Tizer Evans, where we do a deep dive on how to stay driven, how to be a top-tier salesperson, and how to elevate the quality of your life. So you guys know, obviously, I have my own podcast, and I get asked a lot, you know, how do you make your podcast? How do you get started on that? And I will tell you, Anchor is the best source for making your podcast. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now you can match Anchor with great sponsors who will advertise your podcast for you. That means you can get paid to do a podcast right away. So in fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing and reading this right now, this ad that you're listening to. Uh, so if you're interested in creating your own podcast and or looking how to monetize it, then Anchor is the best way to go. Check it out. Hey there, thanks for tuning in today. I'm out on a walk right now. I thought I would jump on. I just uh, finished Mark Manson's book, um, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. And it definitely is uh, deceiving because it's not a book about hope at all. Um, But it brought up some really interesting points. The book kind of starts off talking a bit about uh, man-made religion and what that's done for people for a couple of millennia. I won't jump into my beliefs on religion, but it was interesting the way he corresponded that with hope and people needing to have hope in their lives or what they think is hope. And then uh, transitioning into uh, Nishki, which is a really famous philosopher that uh, Jordan Peterson references a lot in his teachings and works and how he kind of really saw the uh, threat of hope and where it was going to do to humanity. Um, And then kind of gets more into, uh, towards the second part of the book, really about how hope's an illusion and something that we think that we need but we definitely do not need. What we really need is uh, pain. Um, and so it kind of it kind of threw me for a loop. I read like the last hundred pages in the last two days, so kind of got all the information fresh. But really, what I took away from it is I talked a lot about being uncomfortable and putting yourself into discomfort, dis, discomfortable or uncomfortable uh, positions in order to grow. Right? You always have your greatest spurts of growth when you go through the most uncomfortable parts of your life. Uh, do that through challenges transitions of starting a new job or maybe taking on a, um, a new a new position, starting your own company or going through a relationship breakup or maybe going through family trials and tribulations, you know, whatever it could be, disconnection from your kids or going through an earthquake I and mean, there's all kinds of things, right, that can spur going through being uncomfortable or going through suffering or going through pain, going through trauma, uh, but learning how to cope and deal with it, what that can do for you as far as your potential opportunity to grow can be monumental if you use it as lessons. Um, and so he talks a lot about how society has gotten to a point where we've made everything so convenient and so easy. What we're completely focused on is the pleasure part of, of society and always being um, having diversions, right? Or distractions is really, he used the word diversions. I just see it as distractions. Like, I think the biggest thing for me, I, I talk to my friends a lot about, I've never really talked about on the podcast before is just uh, how everyone is so sports obsessed, especially in the United States, um, where everybody really feels the need to pick a side when it comes to sports, 
and you know they get really into the identity of this is my team and you know all day Sunday is about preparing for the sports game and drinking during the sports game and getting together for the sports game and rooting for your team and then your day is ruined if your team doesn't lose um, and some people will spend all day Saturday watching college football and all day Sunday watching NFL football which is a complete diversion from their life it's a complete diversion from reality nothing wrong with watching sports I played football basketball and ran track and uh, still occasionally will watch games or go to a game but I don't dedicate my life to everything I do being around sports because it's not helping me uh, become wealthier or more educated or a better father or a better husband so I don't divert a lot of energy and time to it but his whole point is that we get completely distracted by things like sports or being obsessed with even um, money, uh, buying new cars, buying new houses, is always on to the next quick instant gratification. And when you live your life doing that and trying to create a society about always having everything easier, easier convenience, Uber Eats, I mean, now we don't have to leave our houses to get food. Um, you know, we can stream everything. We don't have to even go to a movie theater. Uh, everything, social media, of all these online chat rooms, you FaceTime on your television, there's really no need to go see anybody. Kind of losing, um, one, you're losing a lot of connection with just people in general, but two, um, you're creating a society where nothing is hard. So people aren't faced with challenges and they don't have the opportunity to grow. So as you start to lose your ability um, to face and overcome challenges, and strife in your life, then you uh, you start to look for things to dwell on, uh, as opposed to that things that you start to look for things that are challenging, that necessarily aren't uh, challenging to people that a uh, hundred years ago, you know, there's now you can go to a supermarket and pick up as much food as you want, where people a hundred years ago had to, you know, grow their food, and if it wasn't a good season for growing their food then they didn't eat well and could possibly starve to death. So it's, it's a whole different type of uh, challenge these days. And so what we've become is a society where now we have this kind of outrage, victimization type culture where instead of having to worry about where your next meal is coming from, we're worried about, you know, having gender appropriate bathrooms. And I'm not you know, dismissing that. I'm just saying this just as an example that that's something that we focus on as opposed to you know, 100 years ago, it was going through famine, you know, right, trying to eradicate diseases. A lot of people didn't live past the age of 45. You know, now we've got people that, in average age, 78, uh, 79, 80, you know, so we've doubled our life expectancy through modern medicine, technology, and science. Um, so what we do is we become hyper-obsessed on problems or create problems and drama over things that are really not hardships. Um, but we think that they're hardships because we don't really know any different. That's like today's version of pain and suffering. Um, so it gets us into this now medicated type culture where everyone's got anxiety, depression, everyone's unhappy, but life's never been so easy. And he thinks it's all a root cause because people um, choose the diversions, they choose pleasure. Um, over and over and over again instead of putting themselves into uncomfortable positions and going through pain and suffering which ultimately spurs growth 
but it also gives you a different perspective of life, right? Like if you're someone who's gone through a immense amount of trauma or you've almost starved to death or maybe you're in a bad car accident and you never thought you are going to walk again um, or maybe you're in a really, uh, you're really seriously abused as a child, the things that people are outraged about maybe today, you would see them as kind of trivial, right? Because you have a different appreciation and gratitude for life. Um, and so that may help you because you're able to mentally tolerate more might help you at work. Like I know what true pain and suffering is. And so it'll allow you to rise to the top a little bit faster because your mental fortitude is going to be much better than someone who's been pacified their entire life and coddled um, and put into safe circles. So anyway, it was just, it was a really interesting book. It was thought provoking. It made me really reflect on my own life and uh, some of the things I've shared with you guys that you know, I worked uh, full-time while I went to college uh, full-time. So I didn't have days off in college. A lot of my, my classmates did. Their parents paid for them to go to school. They didn't have to worry about their bills. They didn't have to worry about where their food was going to come from. And that was something I was always conscious of, uh, conscious of having to pay rent, conscious of if I was going to be able to um, get enough groceries to last me. And so it just it spurred me to have to work harder than all of my peers. But then when I got done with college and I got my first job, I literally felt like I could just outwork everybody because I was used to not having any days off. I was already used to putting in 10, 12 hour work days where my peers were used to having to spend six hours going to class and not having to work. Uh, so them going to have to show up five days a week for eight hours a day was a big deal. But for me, I felt like uh, I was, you know, I was getting, I was getting time off. Um, so it's all relative, right? So, but it, it definitely helped me. Um, and it has helped me as an adult um, just achieve more because mentally I could endure more. Um, so anyway, I encourage anybody that's interested in that book and that type of philosophy. It just kind of, it was interesting. It got into a little bit, again, at the end of where we're headed with AI and what that means for humanity and uh, hope and um, how that may or may not help us. Which was also interesting. I want to be a spoiler alert. I don't even know if this was a book review. I was just really thinking about how he really hit it on the head that people nowadays, because of the society we continue to create to try to eliminate any type of pain or suffering that we might have to go through as a human condition, we've kind of evolved into a pacified society where we get really fixated on things that are really trivial when it comes to the plan and pleasure buttons and... Um, are kind of developing this weird outrage culture uh, that isn't spawning any type of growth as a society. If anything, it's almost like we're kind of reverting. It's kind of like, you know, it's a very childish type uh, society that we're living in. Um, so check out the book. Uh, if you read it, let me know your thoughts. Uh, I could be way off. It's just my interpretation of it. But it's Mark Manson's book, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope which again is not a book about hope. Uh, I'll talk to everybody soon.